educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, let's do all of that, shall we? Educate, inform, maybe a little entertainment. We hope uh, you will find it entertaining and educational and informative, all of those things. Well, welcome aboard to the Monday edition. It is Monday, September 25th. 5:09 p.m. on your dial or on your clock watch whatever you're uh, keep however you're keeping time uh but we're deeply grateful that you decided to take us along for your Monday afternoon and don't forget any time you like you can catch us uh, on the live stream here at klin.com if you don't uh, have one of those old-fashioned radios sitting around you can find us uh, on the internets uh or you can always find us on your favorite podcast platform after the fact uh, anytime you like, on demand. It seems to be, seems to be, <laughs> it seems to be catching on, uh, the on demand services, whether it's your television, uh, favorite television shows or your favorite podcasts. Uh, anytime you like. That's the culture we're in. Um, and we'd love to have you follow us on, uh, X, formerly known as Twitter and Facebook. Uh, We'd love to keep the conversation going after hours. Well, uh, say hello on this Monday afternoon, Mr. Johnny Cadillac, producer extraordinaire. Johnny? My name is Johnny Cadillac. I keep track of the time nine times out of ten times via my cell phone. And yes, I very much so depend on on demand for, like, anything. Yeah, isn't that amazing how we've switched into that <laughs> mode of culture? I mean, and you think about it, whether it's fast food or... Uh, you know, that's just how our life is uh, yeah. these days. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, so anyway, we're glad that you chose to take us along live here in the old-fashioned radio uh, this afternoon. No matter, no matter what you're doing, we're thankful that you took us along for the ride. Uh, coming up on tomorrow's show, it's our monthly check-in with the chair of the Lancaster Board, Lancaster County Board of Commissioners, uh, Krista Yoakum. We'll find out what's going on with the county board and catch up with Krista. Uh, we always enjoy that conversation very much. And uh, just looking ahead to the rest of the week, uh, we won't be here Friday. Uh, we won't be here the next two Fridays, which kind of makes me sad, Johnny. Yeah, no, and the fact that we won't be here Thursday either, but yeah. Yeah. No Friday Afternoon Club the next two weeks. Oh, man. Folks, you're just going to be on your own for Friday Afternoon Club. So. You, yeah, you're all still encouraged to start your weekend. You just... Won't be able to start your weekend with us. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you go back and listen to one of our old Friday yeah, you, afternoon clubs you, on the podcast. Well done, Johnny. <laughs> See how that works? Yeah, we can do that. Well, every Monday, as you know, it uh, is our pleasure to check in with our friends at Flatwater Free Press, Nebraska's very first nonprofit newsroom. And we're giving Matthew Hansen, the editor of the day off today. I don't know. He's I don't know what he's doing, but uh, he's not here. But fear not folks uh, we've got a a very capable fill-in and reporter from flatwater free press and she's been on the show before welcome aboard natalia amadari natalia welcome aboard hi thanks for having me absolutely we're so delighted uh, that you could stop in and uh, and talk about some stories you're working on and i have to admit i i regret uh not say, not finding you for the flatwater uh, fest a couple weeks ago there were so dang many people there and so many people that i wanted to talk to and uh i meant to track you down and introduce myself because we haven't had a chance to do that face to face so anyway forgive me for not doing that oh no you're totally fine i feel like i was 
overwhelmed by the number of people I was trying to find and talk to. <laughs> but I'm glad you were able to come. It was so fun. Oh, my goodness. I was just geeking out. I mean, all my reporter friends through the years and, and my new reporter friends, people like Natalia. And uh, so, no, it was a great panel, a great conversation, great food and drink, and, uh, and a beautiful evening. So, uh, yeah, congratulations on the two-year anniversary. And uh, let's keep it going, shall we? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, Natalia, I wanted to chat with you about the story that uh, that you wrote uh, a few days back uh, about remote reality. The headline, Remote Reality, Agreeable Bosses, Speedy Internet, Remaking Work in the Sandhills. And the subhead, Nebraska still lags behind other states in remote work, but the number of remote workers has doubled, and it's making a difference in Valentine. So uh, uh, you got to be on the road and experience uh, uh, some other places in Nebraska. I, I tell people all the time, Natalia, who, uh, who, who don't know Nebraska or maybe just whipping through on I-80, I you got to get off the main highways and byways and go see beautiful places like, like Valentine. So, uh, and I know you guys did a listening session up there uh, earlier mm-hmm. this summer. And then, uh, and then you wrote this wonderful story about uh, uh, about how remote workers are uh, starting to catch on in Nebraska. Yeah, yeah, this is a, one of the story ideas that we kind of took away from the listening tour that we did earlier this summer. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's really a story about this idea of if you have fast, reliable internet employers that are open to remote work, like what does that then mean for small towns and economic development and, you know, the people who you can um, retain in your small town and the people that you can bring into your small town if they have that flexibility to work whatever job they want, wherever they want. Yeah, and you note in your story that the number number of Nebraskans working remotely uh, has more than doubled uh, since the days before the pandemic, uh, skyrocketing from 46,000 uh, in 2019 to more than 110,000 uh, just last year. And uh, and despite that, Nebraska still lags behind most of the rest of the country when it comes to remote work. So uh, why do you think that? What, how did, what did you find, Natalia, in your story that why is that? Um, I mean, I can't give as precise an answer as I would like, but in conversations with some, uh, you know, sociology, demographic experts, kind of the thing that people settled on is maybe Nebraska has more of a, uh, the workplace culture hasn't mm-hmm. really shifted fully in that direction yet. You know, from 2021 to 2022, the number of remote workers went down, which could probably be tied to offices calling people back into the office. Um, something important to note about those numbers, though, nationally, it's probably an undercount because the U.S. Census question was, do you work remotely? It didn't account for people who might be hybrid workers doing a couple days in the office, a couple days at home. But, yeah, overall, it's just been, um, you know, a slower transition into that remote world compared to other states. And one of the things, too, that I note in the story is that Um, it all has to do with, you know, workforce makeup. And one of the things that researchers at UNO had said was, you know, the jobs that people primarily hold in Nebraska don't necessarily translate well to a remote world. Like you can't 
you can't do healthcare from your computer. You right. can't be a farmer from your computer. It just doesn't work out. Yeah, yeah, or tourism, right? It's kind of tough to the tourism industry, although, um, yeah, that's another area. But, you know, I what I what one of the aspects I found fascinating from your story, Natalia, and we'll pick it up here on the other side of this break, but uh, uh, just that culture uh, in small-town Nebraska and how uh, people are starting to embrace the opportunity to either stay in small-town Nebraska or move back to small-town Nebraska have, mm-hmm. having left uh, – uh, in their earlier years. Well, Natalia Amadari, if you can hang on, reporter with our friends at Flatwater Free Press, let's take this quick little break, and we'll be back after this on 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Dan, we're so delighted that you're listening to The Dan Parsons Show here live on K-L-I-N, 1499.3. We we know that you have all kinds of things you could be doing here on a Monday afternoon, but uh, uh, whatever you're doing, you're also listening to us, and we appreciate it very much. Uh, don't forget, if you catch anything, you always tune us in anytime you like on your favorite podcast platform, and, and do follow us on uh, X, formerly known as Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, uh, I, uh, I didn't post this, but I tagged this, Johnny, over the weekend that I was out hearing some live music uh, and some friends on Saturday night after the game, and, and they gave a little shout-out to the Dan Parsons show and to Mr. Johnny Cadillac, producer extraordinaire. So uh, I tagged that in my personal Facebook uh, post. So anyway, find out what's going on after the show and on the weekends if you follow us uh, on the social media channels. Uh, and don't forget, coming up tomorrow, we'll check in, as we do every month, with the chair of the Lancaster County Board of Commissioners, Ms. Ms. Krista Yoakum. Uh, so we'll check in with Krista, see what's going on with the county board. And uh, and it is Monday. And every Monday, we check in with our friends at Flatwater Free Press. And Editor Matthew Hansen's got the day off, at least from this show. I don't know. and But filling in admirably is Natalia Amadari, the reporter, one of the wonderful reporters for Flatwater. And by the way, if you want to check out Natalia's work uh, and sign up for their free newsletter, uh, just go to flatwaterfreepress.org, and you can do that. It's uh, Nebraska's very first uh, nonprofit newsroom. and. Natalia, welcome back. Uh, we're we're talking about Natalia's uh, story that uh, features uh, uh, the city of Valentine and folks who are doing remote work and and uh, Natalia, I'm just uh, fascinated with uh, with your story and how um, you know uh, because of because of uh, uh, the challenges. Uh, from COVID, more and more people find themselves uh, doing remote work. And and part of that story that I wanted to kind of dig into here in the second half of our, of our chat here was uh, how more and more people are either staying in Nebraska, uh, youth, uh, or coming back to Nebraska because they like Nebraska. They like what it uh, what it represents, and and uh, and growing up here. And you quote in your story, uh, the Nebraska Community Foundation's annual youth survey found mm-hmm. that for the past five years, uh, that Nebraska teens uh, prefer small towns, but often worry that there's a lack of career opportunities in those communities. Right, right. That's something that the Community Foundation has found. 
pretty consistently over the past five years, um, like I said in the story. And it's something that um, the person who's in the beginning of the story, Hunter, he had kind of had that feeling when he first started college, too. Like, he didn't think he'd be living somewhere like Valentine. Um, But, yeah, that was something that I kind of came across with all the remote workers I talked to for this story was just this idea of either I'm from a small town or my family is from a small town, and I kind of always wanted to get back to that. I just never thought that I'd be able to have the kind of job I want in that kind of place. And now here this really interesting solution had popped up. Uh, for them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yes, and, and the gentleman that you uh, interviewed, uh, Hunter Miller, uh, he works for uh, Olson uh, here in here in Lincoln, big engineering firm, a regional uh, now engineering firm uh, based here in Lincoln. And, you know, he lives 300 miles away in Valentine, but, uh, uh, and he says, he tells you that he lives there with his fiancée, uh, who grew up in the Sand Hills uh, mm-hmm. in, in Valentine, and uh, he's now an assistant roadway design engineer, uh, and he's originally from Stromsburg, and never thought he'd be able to live in a small town like his hometown uh, while working the job uh, that he wanted. And so, uh, and again, because of COVID, that kind of forced a lot of us into this remote uh, work style, and uh, and a lot of us have been able to. To continue in that lifestyle and and yeah we we talk about it all the time here on the show about how uh, specifically to lincoln uh, we want to be able to keep our young people here and and attract young people back to the city and you know the city of lincoln is continuing to uh, uh, provide amenities that a lot of big cities provide but again for those people who live in rural Nebraska and want to continue that kind of lifestyle, uh, maybe even Lincoln and Omaha doesn't appeal to them. It's a, you know, it's a pretty big city compared to uh, growing up in Stromsburg or Valentine. And so they, mm-hmm. they get the best of both worlds. Right. Right. And it's kind of like you said, it's a combination of two things. It's on the one hand, COVID getting people more used to remote work and employers being more okay with that kind of, arrangement but then the really important part is does your town have the kind of internet that you even need to be able to be doing um you know zoom calls and all that kind of stuff and that's kind of the reason why we focus in on valentine for this story is because that was something that they've been thinking about before covid but then when covid happened it turned into this situation of, okay, we need to fix something because everyone's having to use streaming and we can't have a whole town with glitchy internet. So it's that combination of like, does your town have the reliable internet and do you have an employer willing to be cool with that sort of arrangement? And part of the thing that goes towards rural broadband is COVID has also caused, you know, state government and federal government to now put money towards that kind of, internet broadband development so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out over the next few years too yes and i've my company we've done some work uh with some of those broadband interests and uh and and coming up in the second half of the show we're uh, i think uh, as long as he can get a signal he's uh, out and about uh, we're going to talk with kyle argenbright who you interviewed for this story the mayor of valentine and of course kyle has been a big proponent of getting uh getting uh that internet uh fast high speed internet into valentine because 
not only is it needed for medical purposes and business purposes, but just for the fact of everyday life. Uh, like Johnny and right. I were it's talking. It's something we're all totally used to now, and it's like essential to going about your day. Yeah, like Johnny and I were talking earlier about on demand, you know, whether it's uh, your mm-hmm. podcast or Netflix or whatever. And those small towns without that broadband service can't even do those basic things that most of us are very used to these days. So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, the whole broadband uh, and the opportunity for the federal government and state government to help fund those efforts uh, is very important. And it's, again, not only is it a lifestyle, but it's uh, safety and uh, uh, and being able to provide, you know, basic services to uh, people in rural Nebraska. Right, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, Natalia, thank you for filling in for Matthew uh, so uh, so uh, so well, and uh, and for describing this great story. And and just a reminder to our listeners, uh, you can uh, go to flatwaterfreepress.org and read Natalia's work uh, and all of the uh, work that uh, Flatwater puts out. So, Natalia, look forward to having you on uh, again in the future. And thanks so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, Natalia Amadari, a reporter for Flatwater Free Press. I would. I'd encourage you to uh, go on and read her work. Uh, it's very important. And, um, uh, you know, and uh, let's face it, uh, many people uh, in Lincoln uh, came from small town uh, Nebraska. And uh, so uh, I know you'll find that story fascinating. And, and just the whole broadband. Uh, we've had discussions, and I'm sure we'll bring it up again uh, in the future on this show. Just outside of Lincoln, uh, there's broadband uh, opportunities to expand that and uh, for people that don't have it. Well, let's take this news break, and we'll come back after this on 1499.3 KLIN. Educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back to the show. Uh, So glad you decided to tune us in on a Monday. Uh, We're delighted uh, that you did that. Uh, No matter what you're doing here on a lovely fall Monday afternoon. Uh, And don't forget, if you missed the first half of the show with... uh, Flatwater Free Press reporter Natalia Amadari. You can always catch us on your favorite podcast platform anytime you like, or just go to KLIN.com, uh, find the Dan Parsons Show, scroll down, and find the episode you're looking for. Uh, coming up on tomorrow's show, we like to check in on Tuesdays with our elected officials, or in this time of year, uh, people who are announcing that they'd like to be elected officials. Uh, uh, but tomorrow is our monthly check-in with Krista Yokum, the chair of the Lancaster County Board of Commissioners. So we look forward to that. And, um, yeah, so thanks to Natalia Amadari for uh, checking in with us, as Flatwater Free Press does every Monday. Uh, and if you missed uh, reading Natalia's work, uh, you can always go to flatwaterfreepress.org and sign up for their newsletter or read their stories online. It's totally free. It's a a new model of journalism, and I think it's one that's going to really continue to be beneficial. Uh, They just celebrated their two-year anniversary, and uh, 
but they are. They're able to uh, provide news in a format that's different uh, because they don't charge. There's no paywall. You don't have to pay for it. They give their stories away to other news outlets, and uh, they're a nonprofit. So that's how they do that. So anyway, we're thrilled every Monday to to visit with them, and they're great reporters like Natalia. And uh, speaking of elected officials and Natalia's story, I welcome onto the phone line uh, Kyle Argenbright, uh, the mayor of Valentine. Kyle, welcome to the Dan Parsons Show. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, you know, I, I mentioned in the first part of the show, you know, we talk all the time on the Dan Parsons show about uh, either keeping young people in Nebraska or attracting young people back to Nebraska. And uh, you're a great example of that. Uh, you're in that generation of people who grew up in Nebraska and decided to stay in this state. And and you've been uh, very successful in, in the banking industry and and uh, we've gotten to know each other through the years because of my passion for Nebraska craft beer. And uh, But you have been a leader in your community. And being able to provide, as Natalia reports in her story, uh, uh, Internet connection, broadband Internet connection for the citizens of your town. You bet. It was, uh, you know, I, I, I spent a lot of time out of Nebraska and couldn't find a place I liked better <laughs> and uh, came back to Valentine and my wife's from Omaha. Um, she, uh, when we got back, she's like, why are you going to all these meetings? I mean, if, if we don't do it, nobody's going to do it. Yeah, that's exactly. In, in, in small towns, we've got to control our own destiny, destiny here. And uh, this broadband project is a perfect example of that. Yeah, because you did. I mean, you uh, you took the bull by the horns and, uh, you know, worked with Allo uh, to bring uh, high-speed Internet to Valentine. Yeah, you know, we'd, I mean, we'd identified it as an issue and an opportunity before the pandemic hit. But when the pandemic hit, that, that issue and opportunity went from zero to 60 real fast. So luckily, we'd done quite a bit of pre-work um, and were prepared. Uh, and, th- and then when it hit, you know, we there was a lot of government money out there but i don't know sometimes these rules are so there's a lot of big broadband companies out there and they know how to adjust the rules to their favor um and the rules that disqualified us from some state money which in the end was perfect because we got to choose who we uh who we used as a partner um and to be honest the city's getting one heck of a return on our investment so it's been a slam dunk for us well, that's just uh, that's smart leadership, uh, Kyle. Uh, we're talking with Kyle Argenbright, the uh, mayor of Valentine, and uh, an entrepreneur in in his own right. And and uh, yeah, it does. It takes leadership to cut through all that red tape and and find solutions. Because my goodness, we we talked about it earlier before you came on the show. Uh, we are so used to having high speed internet. Uh, you know, I can't imagine life without it, whether it's for entertainment purposes, for your Netflix and uh, tuning into podcast shows or the more serious uh, needs for high speed Internet when it comes to uh, our banking industry and even more importantly, our medical industry. Oh, for sure. And that's what made me aware of it. You know, we've got 10, loca- 10 locations throughout the Sand Hills, and a lot of them are smaller towns uh, that are that are off the fiber paths, you know? And so for us to get uh, broadband that would just allow us to function um, as a modern bank was really, really difficult and very expensive. I mean, we jokingly called it the uh, the Nebraska broadband tax of just us having to pay extra money to, to get 
what had become uh, pretty standard internet speeds in, in more of your urban areas. So, um, you know, through that, I guess we developed a lot of relationships and uh, we really can't do anything out in many of these towns without, without partnerships. And so we were able to build a good relationship with, with Allo and we worked really hard to find a way to make it work. And, um, and we did it. So it's been, it's been good. It's also funny with broadband, you know, it's, a lot of these conversations never end. You know, like we need more housing. Well, how much more housing do we need? What's the finish line? You know, or, or we need more childcare. Well, what's the finish line with, with fiber to the home, there's a finish line. I mean, <laughs> as soon as we got it built, the conversation was dead. You know, we had a few people say, thank you. That's awesome. Um, but it's just, it's, we accomplished the, uh, I guess we solved the problem in community development and community leadership. That's, there's not always a, a finish line like that. Yeah, exactly. Well, and you know, uh, some of the other challenges of, well, throughout the state, but certainly in small town, Nebraska, we have, similar problems here with affordable housing and child care those and workers right i mean those challenges uh that we all face but uh uh so how are those issues going in small town nebraska well you know we've we've taken the approach in valentine valentine's really unique in that we've got a, just a really high quality of life you know um you can have all those built amenities the ymcas the amphitheaters the the trails all that stuff but you can't you can't build the Niobrara River. You can't That's build right. Merritt Dam, you know? Um, right. And so if we can build those amenities that make the quality of life at least close to the places that we're trying to attract people from, we feel like we've got a shot to win. And so we're, uh, you know, we, we just redid our Main Street, a huge project with the Nebraska Department of Transportation and had a ton of community input on that. But that's the heart and soul of your town. Um, and so we, we, we got those bones built. Um, we're working on a, uh, you know, Shopco was, was blowing and going and they were all over rural Nebraska and then they closed because the private equity group right. got overextended. Right. Our shop co was one of the top 10 performing in, in the, in the chain, but we couldn't attract another retailer. So now we're looking at turning that into a community center. That's got good convention space and rec center space. Uh, and that we're sounds. also looking at a, a new housing development. So we've got, and, and just designing it in a way that isn't your just standard cookie cutter development. You know, why do you want to people, why do people want to be in Valentine? What type of amenities do they want? What kind of view do they want out their back window? How close do they want to be to their neighbors? Taking all of that stuff into account so that we can build a new housing development that you know, hopefully accommodates the next generation of growth. And, and with a little luck, it goes even faster. I mean, we're talking 140, 150 units in that deal hmm. um, once we're able to, to get dirt turned on it. So That's that's significant. Uh, we're visiting with Kyle Argenbright, uh, mayor of Valentine, uh, entrepreneur, banking executive. And uh, yeah, Kyle, just, uh, uh, you know, there's so many people uh, throughout Nebraska that uh, that love Valentine and uh, and love to be able to uh, uh, take advantage of of uh, the wonderful amenities that you guys have just uh, in couple minutes we have left here give a commercial my friend of what are things coming up in valentine that we should be coming and visiting and doing you know valentine's really known for its summer you know we've got the river that you can float down we've got uh what do we have now uh, 75 holes of world-class golf uh we've got Merritt dam and a bunch of lakes around here but this is a great place in the fall too you know there's a lot of trails the colors are beautiful good hunting good fishing still in the fall um yeah, you know, but bigger than that, like we're creating a place that, uh, you know, 
people can create a life, you know? So if they want to come out here and they've got a job that might be remote that they can take, or if they've got an idea for a business, we want to be the best place in Nebraska to start that. Well, Um, exactly. And as Natalia starts uh, her story here, uh, Flatwater Free Press, uh, the gentleman who commutes electronically to Olson, uh, which is a block from my apartment and uh, my office in in the Haymarket in downtown Lincoln. And uh, he's got a pretty darn good job, it sounds like. And uh, his wife's from, I think he's from Stromsburg and his wife uh, from maybe Valentine. And so uh, he's able to fulfill his dream of staying in small town Nebraska and yet uh, uh, excelling in his career by working at a firm here in Lincoln. Yeah, it's just an X factor out here, you know, and, and who's to say somebody doesn't come with a remote job and the other, I mean, there's plenty of jobs out here. The last time we, we stopped counting a long time ago, we've got like 150, 200 open jobs, right? Yep. I mean, it's a place that people can come and once we get this housing, they can be here. But if that, you know, if the spouse or the partner has, has something they want to bring with them or something they want to start, that's, that's really when we start to see some magic happen out here. Because, I mean, it's when people can choose where they want to be, they're just so much happier, so much more energized, and it's so much easier to find uh, find friends and support, you know? So that's that's the that's the utopia we're trying to build out here, Dan. Absolutely, Kyle. Well, and I'm hankering for a bolo beer, too. Uh, I've got one more hole left on this round. <laughs> then you can celebrate. Kyle Argenbright, yeah. Mayor of Valentine, thank you, my friend, for joining us. Uh, good luck on the rest of your round. You bet. Thanks for having me, Dan. You bet. Take care. Folks, we'll be back uh, to finish up after this quick word on 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back. Uh, We almost made it through the show without uh, hearing from Chris Lofgren. Chris, you got a little traffic update for us? We do. Three-car accident on Highway 77 or the Homestead Expressway. Near the Rosa Parks interchange, mm-hmm. southbound. Okay. Do watch for slowdowns. That's now in the cleanup stages, but just wanted to give everybody a heads up. That's Good. what's slowing things down. Good. Thank you, Chris. You Appreciate Thank that. You. Be safe out there, folks. We don't need any Fendi benders, and uh, we want to get you home safe on this lovely Monday afternoon. Well, my thanks to Kyle Argenbright, Mayor of Valentine, uh, finishing up his uh, 19 holes, 18 holes. The 19th hole was uh, uh, was where he was hoped to head uh, to have a, an adult beverage. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, some of the best... Uh, water that you'll find in the world is in the sand hills of Nebraska. And uh, some of that water is used to make uh, a delicious Nebraska craft beer called Bolo uh, that you can find in Valentine. And so I've got a connection uh, to that part of the uh, state and part of the country. My dad was born in Valentine. My mom was born in Ainsworth up that way. So my roots are in the Sand Hill. So I love any time I can to talk about uh, uh, that great part of the country. The the most one of the most unique places in North America, uh, the Sand Hills of uh, of Nebraska, of northern Nebraska. So I was going to say, Shai, go ahead and say what I told you during the break. Yeah, d- yeah. So I have a longtime friend who uh, uh, we're not as close nowadays, but we. Uh, still friends, and um, but uh, especially through the bulk of my my high school and my college life, and she's very well traveled, and she was always adamant about telling everybody any time she got the chance that of everywhere she's been, the best drinking water ever is in Valentine, Nebraska. Oh, it's the Sandhills, Nebraska. I remember so my grandparents lived in Thedford, uh, down the road from Valentine, more west, and. Uh, 
uh, we'd go up there and hunt and fish uh, all the time and with my dad, my granddad, my older brother. And, and um, yeah, I remember a hot August summer day out fishing in the sand pits uh, in, in Thomas County and uh, being a little kid. And, of course, you know, you're, you're parched and, you know, flies are biting and whatever. And, but you usually have a bucket full of, of fish and, and going up to a, uh, to a well and getting the coldest, sweetest drink of water I've ever had in my life, literally. And so, yeah, that Ogallala Aquifer that sits beneath that land uh, produces some of the best uh, water in the world. So, yeah. So anyway, I hope that was uh, educational, informative for you uh, to hear about uh, the city of Valentine and what they've done uh, to attract uh, young, keep and attract young people. And uh, because of the efforts of city leaders to uh, uh, to get uh, broadband uh, into their city and and uh, and the challenges of uh, uh, providing a workforce that uh, continues to grow. So anyway, our thanks to Kyle Argenbright and uh, uh, and to Natalia Amadari for her great story about what's going on up in Valentine and and the challenges of remote workers uh, here in Nebraska and the opportunities uh, that brings to to young people. So uh, coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll welcome into the studio uh, Krista Yoakum, chair of the Lancaster County Board of Commissioners, uh, which uh, I bet, and we have talked before with Krista about uh, broadband, because I mentioned earlier, in addition, it doesn't have to be rural Nebraska. Uh, in, in the Sand Hills, it has challenges of uh, workers uh, connecting to the internet. Workers or anyone connecting to the internet. Uh, there's places just outside of Lincoln uh, that has uh, that does not have broadband uh, technology, and so uh, just outside our city, uh, there's places that uh, you can't watch Netflix and you can't. Uh, listen to your favorite podcast platform, and uh, so. But federal money, state money, uh, is being distributed, and there's uh, a big effort to get that uh, going in in many places throughout the state. and And Kyle's been a part of that, and other uh, people here in the state to uh, uh, to make sure that we uh, have that opportunity in in Nebraska, uh, outside of the cities. So anyway, hope you found that interesting. Uh, do go to flatwaterfreepress.org and and read uh, Natalia Amadari's story. Uh, I think you'll find it interesting. Um, well, uh, we will continue to monitor the political candidates. Uh, uh, we had another uh, announcement uh, for a major office uh, last week. Uh, just on Thursday, Omaha steam fitter and labor leader Dan Osborne, uh, not a bad name in Nebraska, uh, announced that he will challenge uh, Deb Fisher uh, in the 2024 election uh, as an independent for United States Senate. Uh, Mr. Osborne's a veteran of the U.S. Navy and Nebraska Army National Guard, and uh, and so we will uh, we're working to get uh, hold of Mr. Osborne, uh, and of course uh, Senator Fisher and all the Nebraska delegation are always welcome on the show, and we're working to get all those folks uh, in the weeks to come. So uh, stay tuned for that. And I know uh, Congressman Flood uh, has a date uh, coming up here uh, to be on the show, I think next week, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, depending on what Congress does in the shutdown, uh, that may uh, prevent some things from happening. Uh, but also Congressman Bacon is uh, scheduled to come on the show uh, later in October as well. So we'll bring you those leaders, uh, uh, both uh, state 
and local to you as we can, and those candidates uh, who are uh, interested in those positions. So stay tuned for that. And uh, um, yeah, in fact, uh, I think on Wednesday, we're going to be talking about uh, some presidential politics, because there's a Another Republican debate uh, uh, coming up on Wednesday night. Uh, the presidential candidates in the Republican Party are debating. And so I think we're going to ha- uh, have one of our uh, friends that uh, is a political uh, consultant on to talk about that. So tune in for that on Wednesday. We're working on that. And, uh, yeah, if you miss anything, you can always find us on your favorite podcast platform. And you can do that because we have high-speed Internet <laughs> here in this fine city. And so anywhere that you're hearing my voice over the airwaves, uh, you can find a Uh, high-speed internet well folks that is the show for today hope you enjoyed it we enjoyed talking to you now go do good things on 1499.3 klin